0: And welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast My name is Jedi Master David With me as always is Darth Austin (coughs) Sorry everyone I I, I need
1: some water It's very It's very, very dry In his basement Finally let me out (coughs) I'm really dehydrated
0: Yeah, I don't think you've referenced that one in a very long time.
1: <laughs> well, luckily it's been a while since I've had to take a couple weeks off like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, I, think I guess so. it's been two yeah. weeks, yeah. Um Both well, were my fault, right? I think they were. Uh yeah, you you were just picking up extra hours, I think. Um yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure that's what it was, but uh no, yeah, our, our last discussion was uh one of the high republic books, wasn't it? I think that's yeah. what we were doing before. Uh obviously In after the night
1: horizon, was it?
0: Mm, yep, I think that was what we were. Yeah, I think that is what we left off with. Um yeah, we we got through Book of Boba Fett and and then uh started doing some books and then yeah, the Darth decided to just, you know, not be here. So
1: I decided I didn't want to have a life for a while It was annoying too because that Monday after you dropped that I'd actually gone through rebirth in one day Just finished the whole thing at once I was ready to go I was going to get like three listens in probably at that rate And and then the, the overtime, the monies I was offered way too much money for what I was doing And I just couldn't pass it up So I was working like 14 hour days all through the week very long two-week period
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure I mean you know stacking the cash there's nothing wrong with that um didn't miss much (laughs) I uh I I only did one show in that in that time period I I didn't really um I mean I've I've had I've had things to do so my weekends have been relatively busy but um yeah, discussed a Kenobi trailer. Did a short uh, video or short video, short episode on that when that dropped. But um, but yeah, I figured you got
1: all the comics right. You you got us caught up on every you know every uh, comic series. Vader and uh, I thought the about Bounty it. Hunters.
0: Yeah, I thought about it and just didn't do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, I mean that, that's that probably be a solid two hour video. It's time consuming. I get it.
0: Well, it, you know, it just, it's been time, really. I've been, uh, weekends have been busy, weekdays have been relatively busy uh, with work as well. So I haven't really had the extra time to, uh, to really dedicate to that. But yeah, the, the, the comics, I don't know. I mean, I, I've continued to buy some of them, and, uh, but I really haven't been reading much in that line right now. They did switch over to the whole, like, uh, what is it, Crimson Dawn or, you know, storyline or whatever they're called. Crimson Rain, I think, is what they're calling it. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the, um, without reading it, not trying to judge it harshly, but sort of seems like the cop out of making, like, a Solo 2 or, like, a Kira movie, even though it was kind of hinted they might do, like, a a, a Kira, like, show or something like that at some point, but... I think that's probably more speculation than reality at this point. Could be wrong, but I kind of
1: doubt it. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I think we're going to have to accept that. Now, does that jump uh, into post-Return of the Jedi in Crimson?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I haven't started reading it. Oh, okay. okay. Um, my assumption I is, is that it just... research either. I mean, my assumption is it just continued the storyline <laughs> that we were already reading with War of the, War of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> so whatever time yeah. period that was. Which was uh, what pre Empire, yeah, pre Empire Strikes Back, I think, or yeah. po-
1: or post Empire. Well, post because you're jumping into Han's Carbonite adventure, of course, but you can only <laughs> prolong that so long before he thaws out, obviously.
0: So, well, yeah, I mean, they—I I actually don't even know how they wrap that up because we just yeah, kind of not we, been spoiled for me. We we both enough. stopped. We just stopped reading it. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't really bringing any joy. Uh, to go through those those comics. It, it was so much POV switching of the the same event and it just got kind of old. Um, I, I, yeah. You know, the
1: thing for me, if, if we had just had some different dialogue or perspective or something, but just, yeah, the same comic five times in a row.
0: Yeah. It wasn't really entertaining like it. at
1: all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we still have Trial of Shadows and uh, what is it? I mean... Got some Thrawn to go through. Well, yeah, Thrawn, eventually, yeah, eventually we'll have to button button back on, on the uh, Thrawn book and. Uh, did we catch up on High Republic books?
1: Book wise, we should. There is an audio drama coming out. Soon. Well, no, that's already come out. Yeah, we decided. I, think I mentioned we're not that last time that. too. Yeah, we skipped that. Yeah, I think we are caught up for right now.
0: Okay. Well, maybe, there- for,
1: maybe long enough to get Thrawn done, hopefully, and of course we're jumping into Kenobi here in about a month and a half. So
0: yeah, and I I would like to get the Kenobi book in there, the non-canon Kenobi book, yeah, yeah. in there too, just as sort of a prep prep for that show. But yeah, yeah, we're 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 still trying to truck along, but um, yeah, there's just been a lot lot that's been going down for the most part. Uh, yeah. you know and we, I don't
1: know about you but I look forward to these nice little resets when we do uh, New Jedi Order mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> K- kind of has gone from uh, the main focus of the channel to just getting back to basics after we get kind of cluttered with everything else so I always look forward to it yeah
0: that's true and to that point we are going to jump into Edge of Victory 2 Rebirth um, and I, I think now is really where we start to get into kind of the fun points of this series cuz like I'll be honest the first couple books were a little bit meh um it's been so long since we did conquest uh that yeah, I that I barely Yeah, I I <laughs> barely remember much about it but I, I do know that that was kind of like the and Vong had had sort of halted their their attack and they were effectively bribing the galaxy and giving up the Jedi. Um, we yeah, introduced to Tahir- in here yeah, brigade, peace and all
1: that stuff.
0: Right. And we, uh, we introduced uh, Tahiri who we hear more about in this book. She was almost, uh, transformed into, uh, you know, using Vong like slave thing. Um, mm-hmm. we see Nen Yim who is a uh, part of this, sort of uh, uh, heretic view of shaping, uh, which mm-hmm. we'll hear more about her. Uh, we had that whole sequence where Anakin replaces the lightsaber crystal of his saber with uh, one of those, um, uh, the Lambit Lambet mm-hmm. crystals, the living creature crystals of the Yuzin yeah, Vong. So gives he gives can... him
1: the ability to sense the Yuzin Vong
0: right. at that point yeah exactly um so yeah and and then essentially you have a tahiri rescue and uh that's that's kind of the the book and and you guys um obviously these books are around but there are audiobooks to these they are however abridged um but i think that they get the point across i don't think we've missed anything really um yeah this one kind of felt a little bit more
1: on the short side for me
0: um which is interesting actually, because it's not the shortest read.
1: Yeah, I know, but like I even sh- I I slowed down uh the speed on this cuz I usually go around 1.3 to 1.5 speed when I'm going through these and uh I don't know, it, it almost felt like it could have had an extra chapter in it as far as Audible goes. But yeah. all, all around, it felt like a concise story.
0: Sure. Regardless. I mean, they, they generally keep those between two and a half to... I don't even know if if any of them have I reached think three, and three and a three and half. A half. But
1: I think we have with one. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty... The solo one. Okay. Everything focusing on Han. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good one from the beginning of the series. But Yeah, yeah so we, we're, we're going to jump back in here and, and kind of... Um, do a little bit of a reset. We'll, we'll sort of decide on what we do from here. Thrawn's a, Thrawn's a big boy. Even the the physical book itself is a huge book. It's um, like a
1: two-week prep
0: book. <laughs> well, it's it's just so indulgent. I mean, all the Thrawn books are, at least in the new canon, have been pretty indulgent books. And, you know, it, I, I don't necessarily want to go into anything, like, negatively, but I'm almost not looking forward to it as much as I have, even though... I really liked the first one. The second one was a bit meh. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that this book is great, but it's so so big. Daunting. <laughs> yeah, it's a little daunting, you know, so I don't know. And I, the longer we'll see. we
1: wait, the more blurry the other two books get for me. So I, sure. I'm kind of thinking about going through those before starting Thrawn, which makes it even harder to think about. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know.
0: No doubt. So anyway, we'll, we'll get in the book here in a second, but I figured we'd get your reaction to the Kenobi series. I already dropped my thoughts, but um, so what did you think about the trailer for for the Kenobi series?
1: And I got to say, they packed a lot into a very, very short trailer. I think it clocks in at like a minute and a half total, and mm-hmm. it just it makes me okay with the idea of him staying on Tatooine the whole time, which is kind of what you get from uh, the trailer. It seems like he's not really leaving. Everything's pretty deserty. Um We get this cool start where it almost seems like, I don't know, Game of Thrones in a way. They have him dramatically looking through his little sight glass and uh, walking through the desert and everything. And um, I mean, just getting into it, the Inquisitors are really exciting i was really hoping they'd add them into it but wasn't sure up until this point a fight between the grand inquisitor and kenobi that's pretty exciting to think about
0: um yeah F- first thing i i actually viewed it a little differently i i think we will be off planet i think that there's that sort of like steampunky kind of like uh, uh what's the crappy game with keanu reeves
1: Yeah, cyberpunk ish. Yeah, sort of cyberpunk city.
0: So, I I actually think we're going to go off planet, but you could be right. I mean, it's possible. I Um, guess I just
1: kind of assumed that was how they introduced them, like a scene, getting ready to go find him. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be fine too if they gave him a reason. I just, yeah, I mean, they could find a million reasons, but I wonder why he would leave. Obviously.
0: Well, I mean, they kind of say in there, in some of the dialogue, it's basically like a Jedi is predictable. You know, they're they're always going to help people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you, you could see potentially Kenobi, like, trying to avoid trouble. But, I mean, really, when you get into A New Hope, he cut a guy's arm off. So, he clearly doesn't yeah. care about getting in trouble at that point. So, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see, but, like... I'll be interested if he actually does have any clashes with the Inquisitors. And I think that one of the things that a lot of people were talking about was, you know, a showdown between Vader and Kenobi, which I don't think will happen. I I don't think that there's any reason to do that, which is how you could bring in this. um, What was she? The third second sister. Uh, Which sister was she? Uh I have to look that up because it was the what was it the fifth brother there who we saw in the um, in the uh, fallen order Jedi fallen mm. order with mm-hmm. the kind of triangle yeah, think, hat.
1: Yeah, you had the fifth. I think you had the third and the seventh. The seventh was the larger or the seventh. Okay, uh, I never remember it. sister that you end up like cutting her hand off at one point in a battle before beating her, and I, I can't think of the species that she was, but I think the third was your, uh, your master's fallen apprentice,
0: but I could be wrong there. So the, the female one is Reva the, or the third sister, um, played by Moses Ingram. Uh, uh, of course. Oh, what did you think about the grand inquisitors look? Cause I know a lot of people were like, you know, hypercritical as a fifth brother, fifth brother who, who is in rebels. Not, uh, yeah. that yeah. that's, that's what I meant was he, he was in rebels opposite the seventh sister. So yeah, we, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but what do you think? What do you think of the grand inquisitor? Cause a lot of people had a lot of things to say played by Rupert friend who I dub as the discount Orlando bloom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could see that. Um, Yeah, I guess I would have to kind of look up the Grand Inquisitor again to compare, but I didn't think it was terrible. The face paint was a little iffy. I don't think it was black in the series, in Rebels, or any other iteration of him, but um, it was okay, you know. I'm not, like, super on fire about it, but I don't hate it.
0: Well, I think most people, you know, this is the same stuff um that we saw with uh
1: Cad Bane.
0: Cad yeah, Cad Bane where they they talk about these like super elongated cartoon faces. And they're like, "Oh, hey, you remember that one time in like Attack of the or Revenge of the Sith when we saw those one guys who long faces?" It's like, "Yeah, have you ever seen the actor? He's got an incredibly long face." Yeah. So I, I mean I don't know I, I personally I think I think it'll be better in the in the show because like I'll, I'll did you did you watch the new Batman movie?
1: No, but I've heard enough about it to know that I need to spend the time on it because everyone is losing their minds about it.
0: Well, I wouldn't lose my mind about it, but there is the part in the trailer where he like bangs on the glass like. But the thing is, is like in the movie, it looked better or it just like, <laughs> it was like almost one of those taken out of context things where it was really, I think, I thought it was a really bad thing to put in the trailer, but in the movie it was fine. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how he looks on the actual screen, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do have a showdown. I would assume... Because they do seem to be sending, uh, spending a lot of screen time on Reva. That's probably gonna be like the main person here, and like maybe we'll just see the Grand Inquisitor like maybe once or twice or something. Barking orders at them, essentially not actually going and doing anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would make more sense. Um, I don't know the the more cartoon to to big screen we get with like getting Ahsoka, Bane, everyone else, the less I expect, I think, because I I was kind of harsh with the design of a uh, Ahsoka with the not Leku but essentially Leku yeah. you know prosthetics of it. But it, it's never a uh, an easy transition going from a cartoon to live action, so I, I'm not as harsh as I used to be on it. I'm fine with it. I understand who the character is. And that's almost enough for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if it's like blatantly bad, I'll point it out, but I don't expect it to look perfect. I mean, the teeth are obviously not going to be the same and a few other aspects of the character. So
0: I'm I'm not going to obsess about it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, like, like I already said, I mean, I, I, think, I think it's interesting. Should, should, be, should be cool. Just you know, kind of waiting for the trailer to come out, yeah.
1: Not too long now. We're getting there.
0: Not too long.
1: Slowly but surely.
0: No doubt. One other quick thing that I saw today was, uh, so Galaxy's Edge uh, is breaking out the broken lightsaber from uh, Fallen Order. Had, uh, oh had really? C- Cameron Monahan go down to Galaxy's Edge and kind of do some posy pictures with it, which is interesting that they're bringing him out because we had talked a little bit about the possibility of seeing Cal Kestis in live action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that could be pretty, you know, that I, I doubt that's like a sign of anything, but it could be interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, have you seen pictures of it? No, I haven't.
1: Let me look that up real quick. You know, lost potential that they could have had with that is kind of something that ties into the game. Having a kit that you actually get to build from a broken lightsaber to having the staff that's uh, detachable
0: mm. into
1: two blades. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be kind I'd be. I'd also easy. like to see a fully functional Inquisitor lightsaber, for that matter. But I'm sure that would be, you know. Getting up there in like the seven, eight hundred dollar range. So
0: yeah. To actually have that functioning.
1: It'd be a yeah. beefy motor to have it spin that fast. Well not to it, mention the lawsuits of
0: kids hurting themselves it, yeah, on it. Exactly. I think that's probably where you're more <laughs> more than likely at. But yeah, so that was kind of a cool thing for them to unveil. Um some of the internet lightsaber builders have um have had, you know, similar hilts, but not necessarily with the really, you know, broken end there. So I, I guess if you want something more, eh, what, like, accurate? Uh, yeah,
1: I like the wrap of it. Um, it is pretty realistic. I was never the biggest fan of his lightsaber, personally. I like the aesthetic of it being broken, but... Like the the guard around the blade to me was never really my favorite, but it is cool looking.
0: I don't mind the yeah. guard, but as a single blade lightsaber, that thing would be—it's so like short. Not, it wouldn't be comfortable at all. Well,
1: no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the extension they adds onto it. This portion of it is way too long, actually. The well, broken portion he actually ends up using.
0: I mean, it looks like it should have another blade on the end or something right. like that, but like. It's just like, you know, so you have this hand wrap down here, but, like, why would you put your hand there? There's so much yeah. more to the top of that. And
1: why do you need to wrap it after it's broken? Like, you never got to touch a part that's Well, more than splattered. likely that was already there, I assume, <laughs> before it was broken. Why but. would you want that on a lightsaber? It just know. feels like it'd be slippery by the look of it. It's like a, a weird, like, fishnet material. Mm. Uh, I just don't like
0: I I like the aesthetic of it. I'm sure it's Functionality would be kind of crappy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, functionality for sure, but I'm sure it's like rubberized grippy. But anyway, so there's that. Um, Not a whole heck of a lot else going on, though. I know that, uh, you know, tickets have kind of started to go back on sale for Celebration. More than likely, I'm getting out of my tickets. I don't think I'm going uh, too long. I'm kind of over it. Yeah, so... That's probably not gonna happen, but uh, yeah, they they did have a like extra tickets for sale. They had the VIP tickets, they had the standard passes, and all that stuff. And you know, I think all that sold out already. So,
1: um, yeah, I mean, any event right now is so crazy. People are so <laughs> excited to get back out there around people. I mean, we can't we kind of take that for granted because we've been able to do that for a while, but some places they are just now able to do this again, so right. it, tickets are going, like, crazy expensive. It's matching inflation almost, and mm-hmm. it's so hard to get anything unless you do it right away. I was surprised you actually got the tickets to the uh, the orchestra as cheap as you did. I would expect them to be a little bit higher.
0: But... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, th- that's that's a little different, but... It's it's not really all that bad for those sort of things, but
1: of course they could gouge just because of the timing. Although I I'm surprised they didn't try to go with the fourth on that instead of uh, I believe it's the sixth, right?
0: I'd have to go back and look at yeah, when it sure is.
1: That was sixth.
0: Yeah, and all that is so the um, the at the Palace Theater in Columbus. So we're gonna go see uh, basically a screening with orchestral accompaniment. Of Empire Strikes Back So that should be That should be pretty fun Palace is Mm -hmm. a really Really beautiful place Uh, It's a great place to go see a show So that should be That should be really cool Um, Yeah But no I mean the only thing that uh, I, I think at least for celebration Because it is in California It does require vaccination now Apparently there are a lot of people that are complaining about that mainly because, you know, they bought the tickets pre pandemic and it's like, well, there are people that aren't vaccinated and that's fine. I don't really care one way or the other, but, um, so yeah, there's been a little bit of that going around, but we'll see. I'm sure it'll be a fun event for those who go. I'm not, again, I have kind of lost a little bit of interest in that. It's, it's been two years effectively of holding on to those tickets and, it's just yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing that i i, I think the magic's gone the, a little bit out of it plus i, yeah. don't, I don't really want to you know have to pay for all the ancillary stuff it was <laughs> pretty cheap when we did chicago but cali yeah, i don't know
1: not well, on, you know 2 years after spending that money it's you <laughs> you're going to be nitpicking every little bit of it now because sure. you're just thinking about what you lost Essentially, which it wouldn't be a loss. I mean, you'd still get the experience, but it's kind of ridiculous how long you had to wait for it. So
0: yeah, a little bit. But anyway, that's news. Let's go ahead and jump in this in this book here. So, Edge of Victory Two: Rebirth, New Jedi Order, Two Thousand One.
1: Yeah, this is the last book that I actually uh, remember vaguely the story of before it kind of got blurry and I had to go through all the, uh, the recap pages on Wikipedia on what happened. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of excited to do this book.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we, we have like what, like f- five stories or something like that. So it, yeah, it's definitely a lot going a, on. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, a <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of different stuff going on there. um, they do a
1: good job of fleshing everything out for how many uh,
0: different points of view you
1: have to go through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not this. too bad, not too bad. Um, I, I guess just I guess we can start with Anakin, Anakin yeah. and Tahiri, Cornhorn. Yeah. Horn. Um, you know, in our last book, Luke moves the you know Jedi Temple off of Yavin Four before you know, kind of as they're being attacked. So they're at a new, uh, new outpost, Iridu, and uh, oh no, that's where they were going. Where were they at? Um,
1: Well, they were on the um, the errant venture, starting out, weren't they?
0: Oh, that could have been. Were they on? Oh, okay, yeah. So they were on the. And then they were
1: gonna take a small shuttle ship off of that.
0: Yeah, to go to to go go
1: explore to Iridu.
0: And, uh, Mm -hmm. while out there, they encounter a, um, a Jedi Kelbus new, who is a Rodian Mm -hmm. who is being attacked by the, uh, what were they called? Peace brigade, freedom brigade. What were they?
1: Yeah. Peace Brigade. Yeah. Yeah, Peace peace. brigade
0: who are basically using Vong supporters. Um, new is killed. He does not survive this attack. But he does give them a planet name, Yugdol, and um, effectively, like Anakin and Tahiri are arrested because yeah, the the sentiment around the Jedi at this point is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are more prepared to turn the Jedi in uh, than than work with them, be around them, and all that sort of stuff. So, kind of kind of a bit of an outlaw turning into a bit of uh, outlaws so to speak. Um so they kinda have this little v- adventure and Tahiri Tahiri's going through her own issues with, you know, her former capture at the hands of the Yuzin and Vong and, and we sort of see her, you know, shouting out Yuzin Vong words is like battle cries. We you know, she's not one hundred percent yet. Yeah,
1: she's even uh, uncomfortable around certain types of technology because she feels like she's you know, essentially committing a sin by using them. And she comments on this multiple times with Anakin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess we can just continue their, their storyline. We can jump around to the others, but when they leave, uh, they do eventually go to uh, Yagdol uh, kind of against Corrin's, uh, Horn's wishes it's like we're not going to the Yagdol system. I mean, we're going kind of there, you know. It's like it's it's like, you know, adjacent. Well,
1: I kind of had to jump to a place that would be like five minutes down the road from it. So I mean we might as well just go. Right. You know, I I have to pee and
0: it's the closest stop.
1: So yeah. let's just go.
0: <laughs> yep. So they're they're sort of in the in. They fall in with like a a small usen vong fleet, which is sort of they they determine is more like a scout scout fleet mm-hmm. um they take a ship they they take one of the one of the ships you know take care of the uh small kind of skeleton crew of Usen vong here
1: yeah I think uh, it mentions there's like five warriors on the entire ship, and it's kind of pathetic going through it,
0: yeah. Exactly. So, and eventually we pick back up with them a little later, uh, when we kind of deal with our other sort of uh, problems here. Do you want to go Luke and Mara, or do you want to go like Jaina Kip, or do you want to kind of pick up with the Uh, solo? Let's go with
1: Han. Yeah, let's go with Han. Yeah.
0: So this is um, it's kind of funny because like when when you when you look at and just like the Wikipedia sort of like layout of the book, they don't really focus that much on here. They don't really write that up like at all. Um, yeah. so J- which
1: to me, it was kind of the most action packed portion
0: kind of, of yeah. a,
1: a decent portion of the book. Really?
0: Yeah. Kind of <clears throat> now, Jason is kind of on the run. If you think about it, he did have mm-hmm. his battle in the last book. He's, He's kind of considered like a big target for the Us and Vong. There's a price on his head. And he's yeah, traveling. son Law really, really wants him. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and um, the Solos are basically traveling through, essentially engaging in uh, smuggling and piracy, you know, right up uh, Han's <laughs> alley. And yeah. they are pirating from people who are you know running weapons supplies to the Us Vong so they're basically doing the Robin Hood routine essentially
1: yeah yeah Han even actually runs into one of his old associates in the process and uh he ends up trying to betray him mm-hmm. uh for a very small amount of time to give up uh Jason's whereabouts and of course
0: yeah flick of a lightsaber switch and he's uh he's done with that yeah exactly <laughs> I think the most interesting thing for me about this is that, you know, the, the sort of conflict that Jason's having still like, you know, he's kind of a bit of a whiny baby and mm-hmm. he doesn't really want to fight. He doesn't want to engage in all this stuff. And then eventually Han just kind of like looks at him. And is like, look, my ship, this is what we're doing. Get used to it. You know, whatever. You know, you're not here to tell me what to do. You go do your thing, you want to do your peace monk thing, great. But this is what we're doing. Jump on the turbo laser or don't. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It's crazy to think with all the influences around him and all that his parents and uncle had to do to survive
0: that Jason turns out this way. Well, he's he's just overly philosophical about things, you know, which I can yeah. I guess I get, but yeah, I mean, he's still trying to figure stuff out. And I understand he wants to do, in quotations, the right thing, but, you know, what's the right thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can talk all day about how you're trying to do the right thing, but you've seen the horrors of the the invasion. You know what the Usenvong are doing, so what really is the right thing?
0: Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> one. So, I mean, that that's kind of, you know, for me, a lot of what I saw in that particular storyline. It, it wasn't, like, a ton, Um just kind of more the interpersonal between Jason and his father at this point. Leia really kind of yeah. uh she, she kind of doesn't really play much of a part here. No, her dialogue's pretty abysmal. Yeah, but they also run into using Vong as well. I kinda... do get
1: a, I I do like we get a short reference to and I'm drawing a blank on the book, but uh um their honeymoon because mm. Leia's complaining about the the dog fight and he's like, Well, you always said you wanted to you know or no, it's like uh just like our honeymoon. Right. You didn't mind that or something like that.
0: Yeah, what was what was the name his his uh false name for ship was like the princess the, princess, the of, princess blood, of blood. Princess of blood. Yeah. That was kinda of funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I'm the princess of blood. So.
1: Okay, I'm done talking to you. Go ahead. Move along.
0: Move yeah along. that was that was kind of kind of a funny funny impromptu yeah. Han thing. That would be what Han said. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, let, let's let's bang around a little bit more of the sort of meat here. Uh, I, I suppose. Uh, I think the big reveal is Luke and Morris. Let's do the Nin Yem, the actual yeah. sort of yeah. like uh, Yu and Vong part. So Nin Yem is a heretic, and we know this from our last book. Her former master was killed. And um, she was given effectively the title of—I think she was given the title of like Master Shaper um, yeah. by the uh, what? It was directly by the Supreme Overlord of the Yuuzhan Vong, right?
1: It was Sovanya, or Sovan Law, wasn't it?
0: Was it? Okay, yeah, it may, I think so. Okay. Well, uh, eventually she does meet the Supreme Overlord, but. She's effectively trying to help heal some of these world ships that are dying. The interesting thing about using uh, living creatures is that eventually they die. And when you think about it, it doesn't seem like they have really large lifespans either because it's not like they've been in this galaxy for very long, but their world ships are starting to deteriorate. And uh, we sort of see this whole thing through this book where they're really trying to build a bunch of new ships and creatures and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And when you think about it, it's really not an efficient way to run a fleet, is it?
1: No, it's not. And you really kind of question like, like you said, do they really only last this long or are they just so unhealthy in the atmosphere of being in our galaxy that it, our galaxy, Mm. this galaxy that they just deteriorate so much faster because of it. And yeah, I mean, they talk it up like it's a quick process, but I don't see how it would be to rebuild this fleet and uh, reman it. You know, you're you're raising an entire army, and they don't talk about accelerated birth rates and, you know, kind of like the, the growth process that the clones went through. So it's super impractical
0: in every way. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, but nin Yim is effectively, I mean, she's not having any success. Yeah. And she, she
1: mentions she needs to uh, enter the next, uh, wh- what do they call it, the, the cortex system of their faith and knowledge center. R- right. So she can learn how to save this ship. Uh, she has to go past the, I, I think, she, I think she, she's allowed to the third or the fifth cortex, and she needs yeah. to go beyond that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think she she's not allowed past the fifth cortex, and apparently there are eight. But um, so she she is effectively given a I don't know what the right word would be a guide perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, in what was uh what was that person's name? Good question.
1: Probably my least favorite character of the book,
0: K Quad. K Quad. Yeah. So didn't K- like K Quad. <laughs> well, he was kind of a weirdo. So K Quad shows up, seemingly a bit eccentric. He doesn't have hands. His hands have been effectively deteriorated, or whatever. And the shapers didn't give him new hands, or so he says. And he's he's kind of trying to. I don't know, put her on like a basic task, but like, we're going to make the most perfect one of these. And yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. It's like, Hey, I can make you hands. Hey, I can do this. Long story short, she eventually does go into the, the eighth cortex. And the crazy thing here is, um, Yuz and Vong believe that they have gods and that this, Mm -hmm. whatever this cortex thing is, these are the, what the messages of the gods on from the gods, essentially. Right.
1: But uh, specifically, what, what's the name? Uh, Yang Yuzhan, which is the one that yeah. supposedly created them all is the one that passes on all this information.
0: Right. And, well, and then part this, of it was like stolen by another one.
1: Yeah. Which ends up being the Supreme overlords ancestor or the person they
0: follows in a weird twist. It's, Kind of hard to follow. Well, but suffice it to say that going into this eighth cortex effectively reveals that their gods basically don't exist. Right. Because there's nothing. Yeah. It's just
1: clearly this is
0: man-made. Well, it, it there's no more knowledge at that point. Yeah. So there's nothing more to it. Um. Now, k is actually revealed to be effectively the Supreme Overlord's jester, court jester, Mm-mm. that he uses in order to kind of spy and do all this stuff. Um, Shimara Jemaine? That doesn't sound exactly familiar, but that's the way I'm reading this off of this page. <laughs> Shimra. <laughs> Shimra. There we go. Anyway, so the Supreme Overlord is actually really interested in what Nin-Yem is doing. Um, Mm -hmm. and basically is giving her free reign. Like, yeah, go be a heretic. It's all cool. I know. I know. I know it's a passiate cortex. Nothing. I know. Totally. Yeah. Supposedly
1: Uh, it's seen some vision of her becoming a master and, uh, saving the Yuzen vong from themselves essentially.
0: Yeah. And and yeah, exactly. So, (sighs) I don't know. What, were, were you crazy interested by this? There were some
1: parts about it that were kind of interesting. Uh, getting into their their belief system, and everything. Nin-Yim is really one of maybe three using bong that actually interest me. So I enjoy following her story and trying to deal with her her people's ridiculous religion and having to circumvent that to actually. Try and save her people from essentially losing this war.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, interesting character, but the use involving portions never really excite me a lot. For yeah. some reason,
0: yeah. No, I I, I agree though. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy nin like quite a bit. I think it's a pretty multifaceted character. There, I think that the. Um, the kind of veil of the religion thing is, is being dropped at this point. And the fact is, is that potentially with Nin-Yim sort of going in and trying new things, experimenting, there is a potential for a much stronger use in Vong because they've stopped learning basically. Um, Right. And we've seen that, you know, there's no more learning to be done past a certain point, which means that eventually I, it's the same sci-fi story as like, anything with clones in it, right? Replica fading, and you yeah. can't just clone can't clones and, and all, and all that stuff. learn how to deal with them at this yeah. point. So I think that, that'll that be interesting to see, and Nanyam is basically ready towards the end of this book to really take it to the Republic, so <clears throat> we'll definitely be yeah. hearing more about her as we go along. So
1: I suppose... That Nominor is kind of a very small portion of this book to actually more than I would say any other book up until this point. what do you think about that? Cause well, Nominor is actually one of the very few, like I mentioned that
0: I enjoy of the Usen and Sure. Well, not was, you know, kind of our first touch of like the bad guy here and then we've got you know sort of the War Masters coming in, so we're really just continuing to build on the society and sort of realizing that Naminor is not—he's not as high up, super important. I, I mean, he's important in a way, but like he's also pretty highly doubted at this point too. Because yeah. I think it's even the War Master when we go through here—they're they're doubting what he's saying. It's like, well, I mean, you can prove yourself, sure, I guess, but like if you fail, we will probably kill you.
1: Yeah, they even mentioned atonement for past issues with uh, not getting Jason and yeah. everything. So
0: So I I think he's kind of been nerfed a bit, which I don't know. I'm I'm fine with that. Obviously, you have your your big bad supreme overlord and everything, which, you know, we kind of guessed, but Yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine where he is, but uh, you know, he's not the biggest player right now. I'll say that. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Well, you want to roll into Jaina's storyline then?
1: Yeah, 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 The very short storyline, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Eh, kind of short. I mean, it was, it was, I it guess was, there was definitely a little
1: meat to it. So. It was definitely, but it was here. more. It was almost more meat to Kip's portion of it, though.
0: oh uh, sure, sure. So Jaina, you know, she was blinded prior. Uh, she's getting back to health, but has been kind of put on an indefinite leave from rogue squadron due to her being a Jedi.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And we do get both Gavin Darklighter and wedge and Gavin is pretty much all in. It's like, yeah, well, let's, let's go, let's go do this let's go do it. Luke. I mean, we got to go mess some things up. Whereas wedge is a little bit more conservative at the beginning of this book. And Jaina, um, is effectively told by Luke to go find Kip. Tells right. him where to find him. He's around Cernpadol, which was the first planet that we saw in this series where Chewie was killed. And Kip's still out there doing his, his dozen thing, you know, striking first. Trying how many
1: to... dozen he's gone through?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. How many dozens? <laughs> I <It's
1: laughs> just want to eventually be like, Kip and the Bakers
0: does In And the Bakers dozen, just,
1: just needed more,
0: you know. There you go. <laughs> so Jaina goes out to find Kip. And I did find it kind of interesting that they focused a little bit of, on sort of the boredom in space travel. Like, yeah. she's in an X-Wing. It's not like I can, like, go out and walk or, like, you know, shower or anything like that. And that was the whole thing when we start talking about, uh, like, Mando's new ship. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's really fast, but like he's in the tiniest little cockpit, you yeah, know, he's used
1: to having like a
0: bed and,
1: you know, yeah. storage for his bounties and now he has nothing.
0: Yeah, but whatever, man. I mean, you know, it's hot rod time, it's hot rod time in Mando. He's not can't a bounty afford, hunter. Okay? Can't afford
1: gas. He's, I mean, he's barely he, making enough to cover
0: gas, but well, that's fine. He's not a bounty hunter anymore. That's what the Internet says. Anyway, so we go to Cernpodol. We go to the little ice moon, and we find Kip and his friends living in an igloo. Um, And Kip basically tells her that, "Oh, so the Vong have like a world killer weapon? You know, it'll it'll blink out a star."
1: Yeah, they have the uh, the eye of the. I'm
0: sorry, I mean another one. You know, another another world killer. The other world gotta deal with it. So Kip's plan is basically to have Jaina come back, propose this to someone within the Republic military because he's not a very popular boy. So Jaina does just that and uh, gets, uh, gets Wedge and, and Gavin and the group involved. Now what we find out is that the and Vong actually don't have a world killer weapon. They were growing another world ship. Yeah. And just
1: basically want rogue squadron and everyone else to take care of it for him.
0: Well, and the thing, yeah, the thing (laughs) is, is it's not like a bad thing to think about, but he lied.
1: Realistically. Could you have not just said, Hey, they're starting another world ship. We should probably deal with it. Like, who's going to argue that?
0: Well, the the new Republic is, is kind of, um, not really engaging like they were, (laughs) but you're right. I mean, the world ships, a world ship, but, uh, but yeah, so so Janie gets a little offended here by that I mean, she's lied to, but I don't know. I think that that's gonna happen. You know, you you, you kind of yeah. have to take it to them. It's not yeah, necessarily I mean, what everybody's saying at this point, but I mean, what what else are you supposed to do?
1: Well, I mean, like you just kind of mentioned the. <laughs> The New Republic has been burying their heads in the sand over this entire issue and just don't want to really acknowledge it for the most part. And You know, you have Jason and a lot of other Jedi just kind of ignoring it, and at least Kip's actually doing something. I'm not right. I'm not siding with him at all, but at least he's trying.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of the thing. It's like, how do you pick sides in this, really? There's really no perfect side to pick.
1: Which I do appreciate, you know, it's not clear black and white. This is the good guy. This is the, the rogue member who needs to be brought back into the fold or destroyed. It's just right. different perspectives.
0: No doubt. Uh, well, uh, Jaina and Anakin both do eventually need to converge here towards the end of our book. So <laughs> kind of got to talk about the reason to which they converge. And that is around Luke and Mara's storyline who are Which is now the
1: best part of the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I would say so, but they're now fugitives of the new republic. They they're yeah. going to be arrested because their little
1: vacation is cut short, that's no right? More eating. Cuz that's what Stone
0: Cold <laughs> said, so he that he said it. He did he did he did that, right? Stone Cold Boffin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Luke and Mara are off on their little little vacation thing um mara has a bit of a reaction here and we realize that the synthetic tears that she's been taking to control her oh god they said it somewhere in the in the little write up i have here something about coom. Oh, really <laughs> no hold on i i'm i'm gonna i'm going to eventually i'm going to event the deadly coom spore <laughs> <laughs> or Well, I mean, it's like C-O-O-M-B. So, <laughs> I just Kumba Spore. I just, you know, weird TikTok language. But anyway, I just, uh, yeah. So, Mara and Luke are... So, Mara's having a reaction. Realize that the... So, we realize that, one, she hasn't completely gotten over the, the disease that she had. Two... She's taking regular doses of synthetic, synthetically created tears from that one character that I don't remember their name. And then uh, these tears are kind of like killing the baby, sort of, like potentially killing the baby. Because why not? Yeah. (laughs) Drama. Because of plot. So she has to. As
1: if that wasn't enough drama, we also have Crefay. Just dropping more drama
0: on their heads. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So you're under arrest and you're possibly dying. It's fine. You have Uh, six hours. Go to the hospital
1: or get off world.
0: Exactly. So Mara is, um, she ceases taking the synthetic tears, which means the disease is coming back. So she's pregnant, potentially close to term, uh, is being poisoned again, and Luke basically is kind of going a little nuts. He's losing it,
1: and also he's sensing a bit the old Mara that wanted to like kill him at one point, coming back out just <laughs> ready to deal with everything as aggressively as possible, which yeah, is she, awesome.
0: Yeah, she was a little she was a little angry there. Now, one of the things about uh, about our what, what rank what position did our our Bothan there have?
1: Is he a general?
0: No, he was a, the politician. crefe was the admiral uh that that commands uh Wedge's group. Um the actual the the guy we had him in like the first book. He I don't remember if he was a senator, but he was the one who who in quotations uh had this arrest put out on them. Oh um uh counselor. Yeah, Counselor something. I don't remember his name, but he was a Bothan too. Uh, yeah. Regardless, Luke kind of expostulates that the Counselor doesn't really want him, like, arrested. He just wants him to go away. Yeah, plausible
1: deniability. Yeah. That's basically what he
0: wants. Exactly. So at that point, we realize there are people who don't... Where They're not really against the Jedi, but they are they're trying to be politicians, effectively. So lesser of two evils I suppose can fit into that now as we go through here we talk we, we do get a little bit of a force force tie in here so Mara is effectively dying she she's at this point dying they won't induce the labor because effectively Mara won't let them it's not time yet but we do get this um, connection with Luke and Mara and honestly even, our, our child here. They, they, they kind of form like a force family type of deal.
1: Yeah. Which is probably my favorite part of the book. Personally, yeah.
0: they, they effectively, essentially
1: Mara's only healthy portion, like where she still has strength is formed a cocoon around mm-hmm. their unborn child to protect them. Yep. From
0: the disease. And then really through that, they are able to actually de- defeat the disease. So yeah. it's it's not through drugs or tears. It's actually more through the force, yeah. which is significant because this. Well, not only just
1: the force, the power, the potential power of a force-sensitive family working together. Yep. Which is something, of course, not talked about because you know most, most force users aren't supposed to have children. True. But it actually does show the potential power of that, which is a topic. For another day, but definitely something to ponder.
0: Yeah, I agree. So we are able to banish the virus. And I would say this is fairly significant because really the force hasn't been much of a tool against anything from the Yuz and Vong. But now yeah. we're starting to see the cracks in the Vong's armor. I mean, they're big and scary, but now they're they're still big and scary, but they have cracks. You know, we're starting to see where we can kind of influence our way through this, which which is I think a positive. And we also have the birth of Ben Skywalker, little Obi-Wan Kabeniker Skywalker. It's good. Got about 30 years till he turns evil. <laughs> old Ben. Well, <laughs> hey, he's got about 30 years until he's 60 years old. <laughs> Just in, <laughs> Don't live on Tatooine, son. It's bad yeah. for your skin. Um, now, one of the weird... I thought this was kind of weird, but it's also... You know, pretty legends So, like, Anakin and, and Jaina and all them, they're feeling this pain, right? <laughs> and they think Mara's dying, but what they're feeling <laughs> weirdly enough through the Force is her labor.
1: And Leia throws it out there. It's like, yeah, I
0: dealt with it twice.
1: With you, little...
0: Sh- yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I did like Anakin, you know, classic kid move here. It's like, God, are they all so ugly? He's you so know, looking at I mean, the baby, he's beautiful. He's beautiful in the force, but God, his face—that's <laughs> like such a backhanded compliment. Yeah. You, you should use that on your wife one day. Just be like, "You're very beautiful in the force."
1: <laughs> and I love Mara's response. Like, "Yeah, you were ugly too, you little brat."
0: Yeah, that, I that, love
1: their relationship. It's so yeah. awesome at this point.
0: <laughs> that could be a great Christmas or like a, a Valentine's Day card. You're beautiful. Flip it over in the force.
1: <laughs> and Luke's just like holding in all his rage at that comment's like, this is Ben.
0: And if you talk crap about him again, I will probably decapitate you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I think part of the reason why I really enjoy these books is, is like exactly what you said. Some of the family banter. Like everything in the sequel trilogy was very serious. It was all very, very, yeah, very. The family serious. all hated each other essentially. So Yeah, but, not, but here we was no kinda fun. Right. But here, here we see like a very tight knit family who is feeling a lot of the same things with each other. They have banter back and forth. You know, even like in the beginning here when um, when Mara reaches out to Jaina to go after Kip. I mean, I think J- uh, Mara just really genuinely wanted Jaina there. Like, she just wanted to have Jaina yeah. around. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I the way I like to look at it is, you know, we've all had our opinions of present-day Luke and all that, but, you know, the the reason we love Legends Luke is the playfulness and the, the personality of Luke on top of being just, you know, a, a Force God, essentially, at some point. Right. But... It, You get to see that with the entire family dynamic. They all kind of secrete a little bit of his personality in a way, and that interaction is just so genuine, and it makes every heartache moving forward so much more important than what we had in the book or in the movies. Yep. Yeah, it's just... This is one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite books is because of just this whole interaction of Ben being born and yep. the the family coming together for this and the little jabs they have at each other. And yeah.
0: And that's the thing. Like everybody is kind of there too. And it, it just, it, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great feeling. And, you know, it, we do get things like things just become really dark. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And we're and, getting
1: very close to that point.
0: It's true, but you know we are we're also taking the time to actually explore the family aspect of it too. But it, it's it just breaks down a character building. You have yeah. to have character building in order to make anything impactful in the long term.
1: You yeah, know? I mean these characters are so fleshed out. I mean, Anakin. I mean, they even go so far in this book to have Corin actually sit down with him and be like, "Hey, you're an amazing Jedi." but everyone is like following your example and you're probably the next Luke Skywalker, but you got to tone it back a little bit because you're actually in a way without meaning to, you're kind of sending people to their death because they're just following you right into the void and they can't keep up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. And you think of Anakin from book one compared to what he is now, everything that he's done, it's, a lot of growth.
0: Yep. Ah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 I think again, it just all goes back to like when we're reading high Republic, we don't really get to spend enough time with, you know, in quotations, the big main characters at times for us to really care enough about them. And we wind up really yeah. latching on to these sort of side characters and so forth and minor characters because they're just kind of more interesting. But, but then I,
1: nothing happens with them. And yeah. everything just, it's a sour note because you don't really get a progression from a character you actually care about.
0: Yeah, and, and the other thing too is it's just nice to see a win every now and again. Like you can't yeah. have just constant crap. Sometimes you you do have to have a win. That that's that that's well, it's like the Alphabet Hope.
1: Squadron, you know. You go full emo and everything's so dark and abysmal that you just stop caring. Yeah, you know.
0: Yep. Exactly. So, I don't know, what else do we have to say about this particular book? Uh
1: I don't know. We kind of just went over most everything. And we, we kind of skipped over the the ending of the Jason Hahn portion where oh, they get
0: sure. yeah, go ahead.
1: super science I I don't... <laughs> I, I throw it out there. I don't remember exactly how Jason describes it, but essentially he finds a way to always beat the Delvin Basils by uh, overloading the black hole they form. Mm-hmm. With, what what was it they used? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Pro, some type of proton torpedo or something. Mm. They just essentially destroy this pocket where they store all the energy and it just overloads everything. Um, there, there was some kind of funny banter with that between Han and him. You know, I guess your education wasn't a waste of time after all and all that, but... Other than that, I mean, I can't really think of a whole lot to go over. I think we kind of hit all the main points.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, let's let's then post up to re, uh, ratings. and So Goodreads, that I always look for books, has this book at a 3.78. 7,286 7, ratings, if you can believe that. Of course, it's also been out forever. Majority of this first page, I was just kind of scrolling through it. A lot of threes. A lot of threes in the actual written ratings because you have the opportunity to either, just, <clears throat> excuse me, either just leave a star rating or, or, you know, actually like review it. Have a thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, we did forget that Anakin and Tahiri like kiss. No. <laughs> Yeah, I get called out by Corn and everything about that, and yeah,
1: yeah, that was that was great. It's like, so why are you kissing each other now, smooching? Corn is so, I love Corn, but like, what made him think it would be a good idea to bring Tahiri along on any of these
0: journeys? Well, it was Tahiri's. It was really Tahiri's. Uh, she wanted to go, so he's yeah. like, yeah, sure. Sure, Anakin. Yeah, you want to bring your girlfriend along? She's not my girlfriend. She's not my girlfriend. You kiss. Shut up. You're not my dad. (laughs) It's like you're totally (laughs) going to kiss her, aren't you? Um, Yeah, it's it's just... It's kind of... It's kind of interesting, some of these ratings.
1: That seems ridiculously low for that amount of ratings. I kind of wonder... I wonder if uh, it being abridged has anything to do with that. Maybe there's a little too much fluff in the full version of the book. Because the story's solid.
0: I I don't get that rating at all. Yeah, I mean, some of these people largely talk about, like, too many storylines going on at one time. A lot of people seem to be, like, almost rating the first eight books and not just, like, this book. Like it's almost
1: the end of the the series and they don't
0: realize it's not. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, like some of these people, like this one is like, finally a storyline with Anakin doesn't really have a consistent setup and payoff. It's like, you do realize that like, this isn't the payoff of the Anakin storyline. These are continuing characters.
1: Yeah, not to mention we've already had a much better portion of Anakin's storyline when he saves Mara on a force planet but
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, we
1: have more to come with Anakin so I don't get that comment at all
0: yeah I'm just I'm not I'm trying to understand some of these ratings but like well here's one that literally says based on the audiobook and novel so they did both Mm. uh uh, yeah, a lot of people are like, well, it's not bad, but it's not great. Yeah, no, I, I, I just think that the majority of comments I'm seeing here is it just seems scattered and hectic. Like, there's too much going on at one time, which, I mean, I'll give you that. There were a lot of storyline. I think you could have almost, like, not had the Han storyline and been yeah, okay, it you could was have almost a bit of a
1: throwaway.
0: you could have almost also not had the Jaina storyline, Jaina and Kip storyline. You could have rolled that into something else, I suppose. So I, I mean I I could see that. I mean you could have condensed this down a bit more because it wasn't it's not like it's a huge book. Oh, by
1: the way, finally remembered his name, uh Borsk Failure.
0: Hey, there we go. Good good call. <laughs> yeah, the whatever. Yeah, that guy.
1: Yeah, our counselor ish
0: guy there we go our grandmaf. <laughs> Jeez. well anyway so let, let's go ahead and get into ratings what do you think uh what do you think you're going to give this book and why i mean i don't
1: want to overrate the book but i did think it was a really solid story with a cool payoff at the end so i'd give it a 4.4 personally out of five
0: a 4.4 you said yeah okay yeah yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's not
1: like an amazing book, but we get a lot of cool family banter, uh, a little bit of progression with every character. I I would agree that a couple of the stories could have been thrown out and we could have fleshed out more of the other stories, but I also don't necessarily think that the stories need to be fleshed out. I mean, we could have seen maybe Luke and Mara dealing with Borsk a little bit more and trying to juggle everything going on, but I, I was okay with the story structure of it. Um, kind of advances the plot with, um, oh, yeah, our our new master shaper. I'm drawing a blank on her name now. Uh, nin ninyam. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I think it set up the next book very well, and it was a good end to this two-part uh, story. It was well-written, and I enjoyed it
0: yeah so I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. I was just rolling through more of these things. It's kind of funny. I don't think that these people like actually I don't think that they get it. I mean, they they like really they don't
1: understand the premise of the book.
0: I don't or, yeah, I just don't think that they understand what's going on. Like there's a comment on here, like they're frustrated with Kip because he destroyed like, a world ship. He's like, well, if it was a super weapon, I would totally condone this, but like world ships are like thousands of years old and they're living systems and like you're killing the women and the children and everything. It's like, well, first of all, they were just like growing this one, so it's not new. It's not a thousand years old at this point, I don't believe. They're they're just breeding. Well, yeah, I mean, but but the (laughs) the thing is, is like, yeah, they're making this one. So first of all, we don't know if anyone's in it. And to be honest, like all the All the and Vong want to kill everybody. Like they're not a pacifist race. I hate to say they're all working in tandem to make sure that they die
1: too, and the children will eventually enslave you. So I'm not trying to be evil, but what's your alternative? There's no peace. Sorry,
0: that was just (laughs) kind of like an interesting comment, I guess. Uh, And that was a two star review. They, They really didn't like this book at all. Um, so anyway, to to the actual rating. Look, I, I mean I like the book. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I, I you know what? I, I do really like doing like long books and stuff. But sometimes it is nice to just jump into like a shorter one and just hang out for a couple hours and get the gist of the story. Um I, I, I certainly think it could have been cut down in parts and, and it wouldn't have sacrificed any of the main main basis of the story. But this is where we see Ben, you know, being born. This is kind of where we see, you know, a little bit more of Anakin, a, little, a tiny bit of Jaina. You know, we, we get little bits. It's kind of like a little bit story. It's almost like a collection of mini stories, um, which I don't mind all that much. Is it the greatest book ever? No. But is it the worst book ever? I would say definitely not. Was it entertaining? Yes. Was it too jam-packed? I don't really think so. I thought it was pretty easy to follow personally. Um, so I'm, I'm probably not quite as high on it as you are. I I think it's, it's certainly a good book. I think it's worth a read. Um, you know, one, one of the problems with this is, is that there are so many, there are so many books in this series. It's really hard to just like jump in to one. Um, but it's, it's, it's not bad. It's kind of like a little bit of a minor wins book for the good guy side as yeah. opposed to constant losses. So I would say it's fine. It's a fine book. I'm probably just gonna, you know, put it at, a, at like a four, four out of five, I think is, is fine. Um, you know, I think, I think it's definitely worth, worth, uh, worth a read. I do have to say, I'm, I wasn't all that big a fan with the narrator as much. I mean, he was okay Some of his inflections were a little bit meh. There were some
1: background noises, specifically with Anakin and Korn's part where they're having like the little uh, headset conversation. You have the background squelching noises, (laughs) like super annoying (laughs) breathing. There there was
0: a part in here when the cop showed up on that one planet and you heard like a like a dirt bike. (laughs) <laughs> like a dirt bike sound effect. I was like, yeah. "That's bad sound effects, man. That's not good auto- yeah. audio book quality." There.
1: Yeah, like you randomly drag and drop a sound effect that you googled <laughs> with no context to where it was going.
0: Hmm. There you go. So, anyway, I think that's about it for this week. Uh, obviously, we will try and stay as consistent as we humanly can, but things do happen. Um, and we've got a couple of things coming up here. Uh you know, pretty pretty fast. Uh April's gonna be a pretty busy month for me, but we'll uh we'll be sure to cover what we can. Um But I'll tell you what, folks, if you if you have stuff you want us to cover, or any theories you want us to talk about, books you want us to read shows you want us to get into whatever uh you can get in contact with us we, we are on the facebook not really active there but it's there you can send us a message we'll read it maybe uh twitter at tc plan podcast you can just send us a big old email to tc gmail.com and we'll get back to you on it um but yeah anything else we need to talk about we good i think we're good all right y'all well thank you for joining us and you guys have a great rest of your week And as always, may the
1: force be with you.